This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. And you don't want to miss out on this discount from the Kansas City Barbecue Store. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could possibly want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this spring by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, all caps, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. All righty, we're here for another episode of Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. And this week's guest, we're going to dive down a little, we're going to stay in the same road, but we are going to dive down into some different avenues. I have with me the Barbecue Ninja, Craig Verhaga. How you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great, Luke. Doing great. It's such, a, such an honor to, to be on your podcast and uh, just to be hanging out with you, man. I, <laughs> I'm excited about it. Well, and it was great getting to see you uh, out there in Memphis. Um, it was my very first Memphis in May and was cooking with Bone Thugs and Barbecue and Joe Pierce and Michael Simon. And what an incredible experience and what an incredible festival, man. Yeah, I tell you, um, I hate we didn't get to visit more. I hate, you know, we did, you know, being wearing my corporate Craig hat at at that, you know, trying to entertain folks from Royal Oak, folks from Home Depot and and all I was trying to do. I I hate we didn't get to visit more. But uh, but, you know, the NBN Memphis in May is is what was my world championship my cooking career like kcbs is a lot of guys and, and jack daniels is a lot of your kcbs folks uh world championship well memphis and may was always mine so you know it's kind of like i've cooked 26 the last 28 years <laughs> at memphis and may uh, oh yeah. wow yeah i missed uh uh leslie's husband uh he's uh he had his graduation from medical school we we decided as a team we're all going to be there we're like either all in one place or all in the other. We weren't going to split up. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the COVID year. That, that's the two years I've missed Memphis in May. And uh, so love being back there. Big big family reunion, as you can see. That's an incredible run, man. Wow. Yeah. So I'm long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this vision then, I guess, of maybe – I don't know how long you've been known as the barbecue ninja, but maybe it was some sort of midnight thing with you prowling around and wearing all black in, in Tom Lee Park. <laughs> no, I mean I can tell that story. Um, it, it is, uh, you know, we started some ten, twelve years ago. We started as U Bonds doing a lot more events and doing a lot more festival cooking and vending. And of course, yeah, you know, you're outdoors, you're over grills. So I sweat a lot. And, and so I started wearing bandana. I don't sweat on the food. So I, I started wearing bandanas. Of course, you're outside too. So, you know, you got the sun. You, you're not, you can't have a, a charcoal grill under a tent. So we're usually outside of the tent and in the sun. So I wore sunglasses and we were actually cooking at, uh, the, uh, Big Apple Barbecue Block Party, and there was a film crew there that was doing a documentary on our team. And I, usually, when I 
right before we really, I call it, you know, game time, go into that. I put the bandana on, I put the sunglasses on, I get ready to go. And I was, <laughs> was kind of off to the side doing that. And, you know, I put the bandana on, put the sunglasses on and, and turned around and there's a guy that had a camera on me. And I, I looked at the camera and the camera guy actually said, the barbecue ninja arises, you know, and I just, I immediately did a bow to the camera <laughs> threw it up and, and, uh, you know, but it's one of those that, that there in the very beginning, I didn't really embrace it. Um, it was just kind of something here and there that was called, but called to me, but Leslie and I went in, uh, Leslie Scott of Ubon's barbecue princess. We went to Australia to do an event over there and we were actually in the airport. And I got a call from from the Food Network saying that I got chosen to go on Chop Grill Master. So I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is a huge opportunity fixing to be on a, a major network and all that. So Leslie and I started talking and, and about, you know, branding and all that kind of stuff. Well, when I went to Australia, they introduced me there as the Barbecue Ninja. And I started seeing the reaction that the people had and – the kids, you know, really, really reacted to it and and actually had this guy like bring by this little figurine of this ninja. And I was like, <laughs> you know, there's something to this, you know, you gotta, gotta lean into it. Right, right. So when I got back, I, I was like immediately changed all my social media to I tried BBQ Ninja and it was taken some guy, I guess, over in New Zealand or something saw me come over there and, and jumped on it. You know, it was like, hey, I'll <laughs> this to you. And so I just went with the BBQ Ninja and uh, changed all my social media. And then, of course, did the Food Network right then. And that's who they wanted on the Food Network. They wanted the, the barbecue ninja. They didn't want corporate Craig. Um, <laughs> you know, that guy. You know, forget that guy. You know, so went on there and did that. And shoot, it just kept rolling from there. You, that's awesome, man. That's a great. Uh, it just, when stuff happens like that, you got to lean into it. Um, you know, one of the things that we got known for early on before we were, you know, successful cooking was we loved to have a good time and we loved to dance. And we'd always do Facebook live dancing videos and stuff. And, uh, and we just did it because it was fun, you know, and people always were like, hey, you gonna dance? I'm like, well, it's sometime, you know. <laughs> so that's what that's what we we we've just kind of leaned into it. So we've kept it going. We've got our own music now, and you got to do that kind of stuff. Well, it, for me, you know, having been in barbecue for so long, I was you know I was Gary Rowark's mentor for U Bonds, and I was always a team member of U Bonds, and. I guess my vision was if U-Bonds ever goes away, well, I don't want to go away. So somehow in this, this barbecue world, I need to carve a little spot for me. You know, I need to have something that I can carry on beyond if something happens to U-Bonds and, and it's gone that I can still be in the barbecue world and I can still, you know, have a brand and be active. So I, you know, that was something that I had to kind of, grab a hold of and, and figure out and got it figured out. Thank goodness. And, uh, um, so that was another reasoning in, in really embracing and building that brand was just the fact that I wanted to have a spot because I, I plan on being in barbecue, you know, for the rest of my life. And so, you know, in some capacity. Absolutely. What do you think has been the most surprising thing to come out of competition barbecue for you? 
I mean, well, it's really not surprising, but just, just in the fact that the people, I mean, you know that, Luke. I mean, the, the salt of the earth. I mean, this, it's just, <laughs> it's the barbecue people, man. And it's, it's what Poppy also, you know, ingrained in us and having our front porch open to the, to everybody, always welcoming everybody. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's one big happy family. I mean, you, you may have a, may have a black sheep in there or two, but you know, we, we know who they are and, and we try not to, uh, to keep them, you know, too close. But, uh, but anyway, overall, it, you know, it's just how receiving everybody is of you and, and, and vice versa. And, and, uh, you know, and really where I'm at now is, is a little surprising because, you know, I, you know, kind of had, uh, a goal and just, worked hard to to get there and achieve it and you keep mentioning this corporate craig guy (laughs) that has to be a a neat little cool thing that's come out of competition barbecue for you (laughs) well actually my 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 vice president you know kind of threw that out one time and when i was at at the home office, you know, I showed up and, you know, I had my hair parted and, you know, I was all cleaned up, had khakis on and, you know, button down <laughs> shirt. And, you know, he looked, he's like, Hmm, is, you know, is this corporate Craig look? And as soon as he said that, you know, people were around, they were like, Oh, corporate Craig. And, you know, so it kind of gave me a, you know, it's, it's really funny. I, I, I use it as, as a, as a joke a lot of times, but it's true too. Cause you kind of have your, your modes you're in there. And, and, uh, but yeah, yeah. When I'm there and I'm doing the corporate Craig thing, I'm, I'm corporate Craig. And then when the bandana goes on, the sunglasses go on barbecue ninja. ninja. <laughs> How long have you been with Royal Oak now? Uh, I started in January, 2020. Okay. Um, I was, I was, you know, kind of how all that came about is, is I, I sold insurance for 25 years and um, I was doing insurance and barbecue all those years. And as I was cooking with Yvonne's and and really the last probably five of those years, um, we, we started uh, actually having a, you know, an ambassador capacity with Royal Oak and Leslie and I would go to the Big Apple Barbecue Block Party and, and beyond. And matter of fact, we were trying to help Royal Oak with their social media before they even had a marketing division. Wow. Um, yeah, it was up till probably six or seven years ago when they got bought by the current family. Um, they didn't even have a marketing, you know, department. So, you know, just through, I guess, building that relationship with them, the new ownership, the new management, you know, my brand, their brand, working together, me building my brand along with Royal Oak and, and getting to know those guys. And, and uh, you know, they, they kind of, uh, you know, had a position open and kind of, I guess, created it to my strengths and, and kind of, you know, what I could do. And, and, you know, it, they never, they never posted it. They just approached me with it. And, you know, it was one of those things that I could retire the insurance business. I've done that 25 years. I was, I was done with it. You know, I, I just had to be more to life than sitting in an office, you know, answering the phone, looking at a computer. So <laughs> and by that time I was doing more insurance stuff than I was, you know, bar- I was doing more barbecue stuff than I was insurance stuff. So, you know, and it's also one of those, Luke, you, you know, don't ask for something if when you receive it, you're not ready for it. So and we have, we have very similar trajectories. 
Yeah. Um, in terms of that corporate experience, and I was a food lobbyist for 25 years. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't worn real pants in a long time. So yeah. I'm very, very happy. I call them hard pants. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, so you have a lot of responsibilities with Royal Oaks Ambassador Program. Is that correct? I, I do. I, that is uh, that is part of my job duties, and and that was you know another thing you know with me coming in with Royal Oak. I already had you know strong relationships with with the ambassadors and. And already had, you know, strong relationships and people that, you know, could potentially potentially be ambassadors or, you know, just. So, yeah, very close relationships there. It's one of the number one questions. I think a lot of us people have been doing this for a long time that we get from people starting out. You know, the, the one of the first questions I always hear in every class I teach is, well, how do I get sponsorships? And. From my perspective as a pit master, I, the first thing I tell them is you ha- can't look at it that way. You're looking at it because you want product or you want money or something. You have to look at it as a partnership. Like, sure, you want these things from this company, but what are you going to do for that company? And I think that that is something that a lot of people don't think that companies in in the barbecue space look at a lot but i'm i'm pretty sure they they do <laughs> almost on a daily basis look almost on a daily basis yeah um well I, you use the keyword in, in that um in, in the keywords partnership um because you know what we do we, you know we provide but we also expect for that to be a return on investment for what we provide uh, and my job and also uh, Christy Lee, which is our digital marketing manager, our jobs are evaluated on the performance of these teams. That's what, you know, we have to convey and get them to understand is, is if we choose for you to be a part of our sponsorship program, we give you product and, you know, we give you whatever gear and, and everything that we can provide for you to be successful, then we get evaluated on your success. You know, if you get this stuff and, you know, you're not out there competing, you're not out there posting, you're not out there, you know, representing the brand, you're not out, you know, then they come back and, and look, you know, as well as I do, you can get numbers on anything and everything these days. Absolutely. Media wise, competition wise, <laughs> you cannot hide anymore. <laughs> you know, those days are way over, you know, you're not just a name on a piece of paper and, and but we 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 evaluate this on a weekly basis, and so it it is being viewed as being looked at. So when it comes back in my evaluation, and you know we have these teams that are you know the bottom third, well you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb. I mean you know they're gonna say okay, but it's also our job to convey to them you know hey you need to pick it up or you know we need you to do better or. You know something like that so but but we try to be as informative to these teams as possible we do a webinar at the beginning of the season very cool out. yeah we do a powerpoint presentation with a webinar i may be giving some of our secrets away because <laughs> some of these uh some of these other competitors have uh stepped up their game but that's good that's good that that's good for barbecue it, it makes everybody better it makes right. everybody better yeah what, what is better what is good for barbecue is helping these teams and when you help these teams you know do more be stronger 
then then yeah, uh, it's just good all the way around. But but we do we we we, we have times our teams can can get into these webinars. We, we have a different time set, like three or four different ones, and they can get in there and we do a PowerPoint presentation of our year, what we expect, what we look at, you know, competition wise, what we look at social media wise, um, hashtags to use. So we, you know, cause you know, we've got services that track this stuff. And, and uh, so, so there's not going to be any at the end of the year. Well, we didn't know that. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. One of, the other, one of the other things I try and convey is be a good citizen. Um, yeah, yeah. We're all part of this barbecue culture, and I think that's that's don't be out there flaming people and going crazy on social media. That's not a, any brand does not want that. No, no. And like you said earlier, you know, we look at that. Not only that, I don't have to look at it, Luke, it gets sent to me. You know, things that, that are maybe, you know, not or negative towards our brand or even negative towards another brand. You know, I get sent this stuff um, and, and I know who's out there doing what. Um, and and I, it's not because I'm out there, you know, doing investigations or anything. <laughs> it's just the nature of what I do. People are going to send this to me and I'm going to know um, because that, that's something, like you said, that I have is, is a really, really good network of people out there that are a part of our program, that's a part of our brand, that knows what we're looking for, that knows what it's like or what we expect to be in the Roll-Up family. And um, I can reach out to the West Coast. I can reach out to the East Coast, North, South, East, West, everywhere in between, and talk to you know a person that knows this team, that's competed against this team or this person, and they know what we're looking for, and they'll tell me, hey, They'll be good for the brand, or they will not be good for the brand. Right. And I'm gonna tell you, that's that's gonna make a decision more than looking at numbers on a piece of paper quicker yeah. than anything. Man, corporate Craig is busy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even I imagine. Three of me, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others. And do it all on barbecuedata.com. Let's switch back to Ninja Craig. I like Ninja Craig a little better. The Barbecue right, Ninja. Yeah, let's go to that guy. So you've been doing yeah, this yeah, for <laughs> you've been doing this for a long time. What's what's some advice that you would give to a smart young cook that's about to enter the real world of competition barbecue? Um, that's a great question. That's a great question because me entering. There was a lot of trials and turbulations, a lot of mistakes, a lot of horrible barbecue cook, a lot of learning, you know, on, you know, just on our own. And now you've got access to so much information, you know, so quickly. I mean, there's a lot of you guys that do tell all classes that, man, I, that just absolutely take the learning curve out. I mean, you can, you can get, you, you've got the resources to, 
to, to be good quick. And, and it's like anything else, it takes money to make money and spend the money, get into these classes, get educated, um, and, and know what you're doing really quick. Meat's too expensive to ruin these days. Um, <laughs> I ruined a lot years ago. And, uh, so yeah, that's the biggest advice. Just get out there and, and, and learn as much as you can. Um, and if you've got, you know, you, you got teams maybe that, that you look up to and, um, figure out what they're doing, you know, be it in, on their competition cook or, or if they are brand representing or, um, just, you know, figure out what they, they, they're doing and how they're doing it. And, uh, because chances are they've, they've made the mistakes already that you can kind of cut out and not have to make. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's funny about the learning curve changing in the 12 years I've done this. You know, when I started, there might have been one or two classes, and I didn't even know there were classes. And then I got offered one from Mark Gibbs with Checker Flag 500. He had bought a seat for Chris Hart from IQ's class, and he couldn't go. And he goes, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, ended up going up there, and it changed my entire life. It was, uh, just, I was like, how, how did you even get calls? Like not knowing 90% of the shit, you know, it, it really, it changed. Yeah. It. And it, because there's so much to it. I mean, you know, it, it be it barbecue or be it the, the steak cooking or whatever, that there's just so much to it that you, you can cook great barbecue in your backyard. You can cook great steaks in your backyard. But when you walk into this competition world, there is so many, you know, things that they expect and that the judges are looking for that you have no idea about. You just know what you like to cook in your backyard and what your family likes. Well, that's not going to do well when in, in this box and when it goes in front of these judges because that's, that's a totally different world. So, like you said, yeah, you, you cut that learning curve right on out and, and, uh, and not cook a lot of bad barbecue like I did before you <laughs> started figuring it out. But I was always, uh, you know, I was always, uh, 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 I was one of those guys that was gravitated to, to, you know, older cooks, you know, like, like my men, my mentor, Gary Roark. And then I'd walk around the park and, you know, find Pat Burke or oh. find Mike Mills or, you know, find, you know, some of those guys, you know, the skip steel and, and some of these guys have been around and, and that knew what they were doing. Well, you know, that, they don't mind you hanging around and, and talking to you and explaining what they're doing, you know? And, and so and I learned a lot about barbecue, but I also learned a, a lot about life from those. Yeah. Guys. And, uh, you know, and how to treat people and, and how to, you know, just, uh, you know, live in this barbecue world and, and, and all of us have a good time <laughs> at it. <laughs> One of my favorite interviews I've done was with Pat Burke. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just an incredible man. Seeing him in Memphis in May this year was, uh, you know, it just, I, 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 I seek him out. I know he's there, you know, I know he's, <laughs> I, know he's I gotta find him. And, and, uh, you know, I, I get to, I'm blessed to be able to judge the, the uh, Jack Daniels every year. And, uh, and he's always there, you know, judging and, and we, we get to catch up and visit there. But, but he's always, uh, in Memphis is, is he, for many years, he was our next door neighbor. He was Ubon's next door neighbor. And, uh, and so, you know, we got a lot of time to sit around and visit and really, uh, 
get to know again and uh and and just a great guy wonderful that's a, that's fantastic yeah uh, well, since you've been around for so long, I can ask an old man this question. <laughs> what is missing from competition barbecue these days? You know, that, that's a even really good question um, because a lot of the a lot of the sides of the tents these days have come down, so to speak. Um, back when I first started, man, you know, you got there and 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 the sides of the tents went up. But now you kind of got people going into the trailers. So, you know, it's the same but different. Um, but there is a lot more sitting around the fires these days and, and, and visiting on the, the Thursday nights or the Friday nights before it really, you know, gets gets uh, uh, gets down to, to business for the competition part. Used to, man, back when we started, it, it, you had rivals and, I mean, it was serious. You know, it, <laughs> uh, but that, that all kind of lightened up. And now – what I like seeing in barbecue that is the families yes. are a part of the barbecue culture in the barbecue world. Um, you know, back when I started, man, it was, I, it was a man's game. I mean, it just really was. And, you know, now you've got all these, these women that have started, you know, wonderful barbecue careers and wildly successful. And that's something we're big in, 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 in Royal Oak is the family, the females, you know, all races, all genders. I mean, we, we, we mix it all up. I mean, because, you know, our ultimate goal is to be in everybody's backyard and, you know, we can't be selective in, in, you know, who we have represent us and, and who we want to represent us. So, um, seeing the families come in is, is huge. Um, and, you know, we, we're, we're, we're a family owned company. So we're, we're big about that. We love seeing the kids' cues and we love seeing, you know, uh, our, our teams be successful from, from you know the top down, and this next generation is uh, is very vital and very important to our sport and what we do. So we we want to get out there and really support that. You know, you, we're seeing now the high schools having programs. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I've been approached by two or three of those mentors for high school programs. Yeah. What I do, I send them charcoal. I send them product. Like yeah, get out. Let's let's we we gotta have that. You know, there was actually an article. I think it was either yesterday or this morning on ESPN mm-hmm. about uh, competition barbecue down in South Texas. Yeah, and high school teams. And I, man, I was like, this is you know, the fact that ESPN chose to publish that. Yeah, means that barbecue rode a wave a little bit with pitmasters, and it kind of. You know, kind of tailed off with COVID, and now maybe it's starting to come back up into the forefront. So that would that would be great. And to read that article, I read the whole thing, uh, which for my attention span is a little difficult sometimes. I haven't but, yet, so don't don't ruin it for me. But I, I won't. Yeah, I'm no, gonna... no, yeah, you need to check that out. Um, in which everyone's checked you out. Everyone's seen the videos. They've seen you doing all of the all the barbecue ninja stuff. Tell me. What are your favorite tools for barbecue that are hundred dollars or less that can really help people out in their game? Um, uh, you know, you you gotta have good product as far as meat. You know, you want quality there. Uh, I'm I'm one of those that almost as a joke, you know, tell somebody, hey man, if you can give me a 
uh, a metal coffee can and a grate, I can figure out how to cook most anything, you know. <laughs> um, so I would say a great grill, but, you, you know, you need something functional uh, there. And, uh, of course, you know, great charcoal to cook in it. But uh, um, th- there's a lot of stuff out on the market now that, that, that help, you know, make things easier. Um, and uh, I, I'm may stray off a little bit of, of the exact question, but, you know, when we look at pellet grills now, I mean, you know, that's, that's introducing a whole nother, um, a whole nother genre of, of people into cooking and into barbecue because it's made it easier. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're traditional guys. I mean, you and I, we, you know, we're attend to fire, you know, stick burners or what have you, but man, I've got three, I got you know, three pellet grills and everything has its place. It's, it's, and I preach, you know, when I'm talking about barbecue, the only wrong way to do barbecue is not do it at all. Agreed. That's the wrong way. Um, now if you're trying, whether it be a pellet grill and offset, uh, a Weber kettle or a hasty bake or a Prima, whatever, you know, as long as you're trying, you're and you're going to figure it out, but you're also putting food on your family's table that's you're you're being successful at barbecue um and and the pellet grills like you said have just have made it easier you you can produce a quality product off that pellet grill and you know you don't have to babysit it and you know that was you know one of the reasons we came out with a hundred percent charcoal pellet was hey we're staying too true to our charcoal roots having a hundred percent charcoal pellet but we're also getting into that pellet market that is growing faster than any other market so um you know that brought us into it and and uh and it's it's a it's a it's a fantastic product and it really is it's the only one on the market too so you gotta like that's that. cool yeah do you have any habits or rituals or superstitions or routines that you have to do during a competition ah, man i need my bandana here i, 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 I I got my sunglasses. See, I got a <laughs> um, yeah, You know, that that's for us. We, we don't do as many competitions anymore. Um, we do Memphis in May, which was, you know, last weekend or weekend before last. And uh, um, and, and I tell you, even with that, Luke, you know, been doing it so long. And, and you said you interviewed Aaron and, and, you know, Claire, her sister and and Jacob, which is my mentor, which is Poppy's grandson. You know, we, we've handed, Leslie and I have handed all that knowledge and, and from, you know, Beeve that, that is uh, this Aaron and Claire's dad. I mean, he's a, one of the best whole hog cookers in the world. Well, you know, they're doing it now. Aaron, Claire, and, and Jacob and this next generation are handling it and they're doing it now. And I'm off doing corporate Craig stuff, doing tours with Home Depot and doing you know, this, that, and another. And Leslie's, you know, she's that's the barbecue princess, man. I mean, you know, she's doing princess things. So, you know, and entertaining people and all that. So they're in there, man. They're prepping these hogs. They're, you know, they're making this, this thing happen. And, you know, we kind of get in there during the presentation and during the blind box build and, and kind of, you know, all do it together. But really that prepping of that hog and getting it on and getting it going is sitting up with it all night long. That's that next generation doing that. But, uh, but really for us not doing it that much anymore, um, we do more events and vending and, and, and doing that. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of fun. 
I mean, we kind of got to a crossroad, Ubons did, where we were like, okay, we, we've kind of, you know, done our thing in the competition world, and Ubons had products, and, you know, you go to a, you go to a cook-off, you know, everybody's got their own rub, everybody's got their own sauce, everybody's got their, you know, their own stuff, so we wanted to put that in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people. Well, you you do that at barbecue events and then yeah. And uh, and so we we took that route and the big big apple barbecue block party kind of introduced us to that world and and uh, and so that's that's really what we do now. The Windy City Smokeout in Chicago and and Hogs for the Cause in New Orleans and and you know we travel around and, and Leslie was doing Denver Q this past weekend in Denver and and so the Q events and so that's the and charity events also is 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 really what I like to do and concentrate on a lot. I mean, I did one out in uh in New York last month, uh cigar, bourbon and barbecue at Handsome Devil up there in New Bird, New York. And then we did Pig Beach, uh the Chef Jeff Menchner Foundation and uh up there at Pig Beach and then you got the uh the the firebox initiative at Southern soul with those guys. And then, you know, I can go on and on, you know, it's, uh, uh, what's the, what's the one in Charleston that Anthony does a uh, Holy smokes. Yeah. He does one in Holy smokes and it benefits hogs for the cause and, and a couple of ch- other charities. And, and so, uh, I, I really love seeing barbecue go into that. I know there's several out in, uh, in Texas that those guys do, um, I, uh, Troubadour, I think, is is one, and but a lot of those now are centered around charities, and 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 so, you know, and we we send a lot of Rolex sends a lot of product to to those different charities and charitable events because we love to support those and and be a part of them too. So very yeah, cool. Part of it, yeah. Awesome, man. I feel like we could talk for hours. I, I say, you know, we, we can go corporate Craig an hour, then we can go barbecue ninja an hour. <laughs> well, let me hit you with these rapid fire questions here as we wrap okay. up. All right. What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? That somebody can win one competition and they're a grand champion, pit master, world champion. <laughs> there you go <laughs> well i mean i know it's a rapid fire but like i said old school when i was growing up the word pitmaster was your mike mills your your pat birch your gary Rowarts, your you know your guys that had been in the game for a long time that earned that by you know a lot of uh a lot of bruises and a lot of lumps absolutely do you have a favorite pre, during, or post competition meal? Uh, post competition, I like to eat Chinese food. Um, <laughs> I do, and and during a competition or during an event, I like two things. I like a pronto pup, and I like some nachos with just yellow cheese. What is a pronto pup? <laughs> that that's so funny. We had this discussion in May because in the South you have a pronto pup, and you get away from here, it's a corn dog. Um, uh. yeah, and uh, and so I think in the South they they put a little more sugar in the in the batter, and they call it a pronto pup. Um, but you get away from here, it's a corn dog. So okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, see, that. always learning, always learning. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? Uh, well, I've got to 
my stickers, of course, you know, they have my logo on it. That's I, I give those out more than I do business cards these days because um, and Aaron that you had on previously, she designed my logo. Um, oh, wow. Cool. That's a whole nother story we can get into. But when I came <laughs> back from Australia on that trip, I knew I had to get a logo and I sent her an idea. And what I sent her was not what she sent back. Um, <laughs> I sent her an idea and it was kind of a, a, a an animated ninja guy with a beard. And she sent that logo back. That was actually me, you know, with the, with the beard, the sunglasses and the, and the star. <laughs> and, and I was like, bingo drop the mic that's it that's what we're going with uh but that and, and also um a few years ago i got to get them remade uh roll up made a bandana for me and it had my logo on it and had roll up on the side and i gave that out to a lot of kids um i love seeing them they put you know the bandana on and they you know, <laughs> do a ninja move or a chop or a kick or something i, I love seeing that so uh those are really two things i love to give out that's cool Last question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions, what would it say and why? Get out there and cook. Absolutely. I mean, you know, just like I said earlier, the only wrong way to do it is not do it at all. <laughs> Get out there and cook. Awesome, Craig. Well, thank you so much for being on, man. How can people find you online? Uh, man, you can uh, find me on social media, uh, Instagram at the BBQ Ninja, TikTok at the BBQ Ninja. Um, my Facebook page is the BBQ Ninja and uh, Twitter is the underscore BBQ underscore Ninja. So, yeah, you can follow me on all that. And, and uh, man, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a cool ride. We didn't even talk about my redneck stuff with alligator hunting and <laughs> Plane throwing alligators. That'll be for another time, man. We, we can do it again for sure, my friend. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, bud. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. All rights reserved. Old Virginia